tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! It is a very spirited night here at AfterBuzz TV. Welcome to the Epic Meal Empire After Show. My name is the Internet Soapbox Mark, and joining me as always is, of course, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's own, The Hobo. The Hungry Hungry Heritage Champion. Yes. Could have gotten, just switch out Hungry Hungry Hobo? Yes. Alright, make it work. Tonight we are going to be covering two episodes. First of all, welcome to our new night. We're, we're going to be here on Thursdays. Every other Thursdays we're going to be going off. Every time there's going to be Ruby, we're not going to be on. Every time we're on, Ruby's not on. So, one way or another, you're going to see uh, the Smarky Mark over here. Yeah, I'm going to be here at 7 and 8. In this time slot. Going to be here at 7 and 8 uh, pretty much every Thursday until uh, the next couple of while. So, we're going to get started with episode 7 Hollywood and it it's this was kind of this was the beginning of kind of the mo- the more straightforward episodes yeah there was uh, it was just pretty much the a plot no real b or side plot it was all this this entire episode was about Harley's family and them coming to visit Los Angeles uh, we get started with the donut casserole <laughs> which is one of the one of their kind of better breakfast items. They anytime they do breakfast, they do it in such a way that I mean, you, you can't help but confirm. Yeah, that's why they're called Epic Meal Time. This was candied bacon, a Luther burger base named after Luther Vandross. Yes, the, which was a uh, burger that will kill you. It's two donuts and a burger in the middle. Uh, some sausage gravy or sausage uh, frosting. Yeah, which just looked like uh. sausage gravy. <laughs> uh, another layer of Luthers topped off with bear claws and then cheese on top. You put it into the oven until it's done. And it was done pretty quick. Would you have a bite of this, Hobo? I don't know. Don't, you don't this know? This looks like it would it would react poorly with my entire system, <laughs> and I would be very regretful. Even on a cheat day, like back with the, the yeah, weightlifting guys? Yeah. I, oh, it's too, too rich for my blood, man. If I have a donut, sometimes I'll get heartburn. I don't know what I would get if I ate this. Yeah. Like it would be some sort of a volcanic flow, I imagine. You would get a, a donut heart. I would get, like, yeah, glazed glazed just, valves. Just, my heart would look like a bear claw. Something you'd see in a video game. Ew. And the, uh... The, his, Harley's mom and dad arrive. They're in town for Yom Kippur. They're gonna, they're gonna celebrate the most highest of holy days yes. with, you know, with your family. You're supposed to do that. Of course. But go to temple. As, go to shul, as you, you should know that. I, it's the same thing. Yeah, no, it really it's bad. Is. It was really silly. Um, but as we soon discovered, the Mornsteins travel in packs. So we got uncles, we got aunts, we got uh, his brother and sister. We've got essentially the whole Morenstein clan. His grandfather, who his, looks like he's about 150 years old. 
and he and walking through just looking like an ordinary old uh, son of a biscuit. That one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what do you expect he's, from? He's old and he's got the grump. He's allowed. He's allowed to. He gets that. He gets that permission. The uh, they're trying to get him to go uh, Harley to go to temple with them because it's it's part of the it's part of the gimmick. It's it's the it's a family time. We're all supposed to go to temple together, and he Harley won't. I haven't sinned all year. Why do I have to go? I'm not. I'm not going to go. I'll go. I will sin the day after. And then, why don't you all just pray for me as if I was there? But I'm not going. I guess sin is in the eye of the beholder. In this case, Harley doesn't believe he has sinned. Therefore, he does not have anything to repent for because, well, in his eyes, he has not committed any sins. Sort that's of, pretty healthy. So yeah, I guess that's just how we're gonna play this game right now. Sure. If you if you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong, then how does I mean? Don't apologize. If your, you don't think you've done anything wrong. You're you're your own judge, jury, and executioner. Probably more on the executioner part. Yeah. No, uh, breaking kosher by having uh, what is what is it that they eat all the time? Bacon. All of the bacon. He is the worst Jew when it comes to staying kosher. Oh, yeah. No. And, and in a lesser extent, uh, Josh and Dave and, as well. And then there's all the all the meat and cheese together, which is also very unkosher. Yeah, everything he does, I mean, food-wise, there's nothing nothing in, in, in keeping with kosher law. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And yet, he offers, since everybody's here, why don't you all break the fast with us here at Ep- and we're going to make you an epic meal for going through the 25 hour fast. What a nice boy. What a oh he's such he's such, such a, a lovely nice boy. boy. Because he, if he's not going to go to to shul, he better damn well do something. But he'd never cooked for them before. Like that's one of the things that Harley's mom had ever so had said. It's like he's never Well, I mean, you got to imagine Harley, a guy who's a, a former substitute teacher, kind of fell into this epic meal game. And just kind of hit the ball rolling and just, they haven't really stopped. It's been like three, four years and they have just not stopped. But usually you cook for the ones that are closest to you. Like they're your test subjects. You want to poison the people who aren't necessarily going to complain about it. Would you poison? But you don't care. Would you poison your friend or your mother first? Oh, that's tough. No, it's not. Why? I would poison you in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, I'll poison you to that. L'chaim. <laughs> to life. To life. Mm. That's good, Manischewitz. So we uh, yeah. we've got uh, we see glimpses of Harley's bar mitzvah video, oh my and God. the boy is a giant, and he's still got that same attitude, the same cocky, sort of swagger. Cocky as yeah, hell. just like thirteen years old, just a cocky son of a. Oh. And and yet you go. Yeah, this isn't doctored. This isn't fake. Like he's he's always had this part of him that he's had to kind of like keep away, and then all of this epic meal business has allowed him to really just come into his own as a man, just let loose as a as a man. You know, it's all that cockiness he had just pent up, and now that he's here, he's allowed to just let it sort of run amok, run wild. As long as he stays within his faculties, you know, he's he feels like he's doing fine. I guess, but he still decides to go and visit a rabbi. He goes to a local temple, and he and he talks about Yom Kippur and the importance of fasting and the importance of keeping kosher and uh he he asks he asks the rabbi if he if he likes bacon he says well i do i think it's delicious if it's made from turkey and he's like no no you're wrong i don't 
don't see a problem with turkey bacon. I've had it as your exclusive bacon input. Well, I'm not saying exclusive. I'm not. I'm not issuing any sort of exclusivity, and don't put me in that kind of box. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with turkey bacon. No, I agree. Would you be in an exclusive relationship with turkey bacon if it meant you couldn't eat other bacon? No. There you go. No. I there. Mean, of course, I, I don't think I would date regular bacon either. I'm not putting a ring on it, no. No, regular bacon's more... You can't pin me down. You can't pin me down when it comes to food, and you can't pin me down when it comes to beer. I am not a monogamous <laughs> in any way, shape, or form when it comes to my mouth. It's probably a better word to say that. Got, got real quiet there. Hashtag phrasing. <laughs> and follow us on Twitter. So, we... Uh, <laughs> um, the, the rabbi asked him... Well, would you consider giving up bacon for a year? We're done here, Rabbi. Yeah. And and that's essentially it. He just sort of bolts right out. You can go stay over there in your non-bacon world. I'm going to go back and make some food for my family. Some some mutual respect going on here. He respects that the rabbi is a rabbi and has been so for 26 years. And the rabbi must respect the fact that this is not going to happen. (laughs) No. Uh, We get back to the studio and it's time to throw down the ideas for what to make for this post-Yom Kippur meal. And they're just throwing it all out there. They're throwing out uh, gefilte, which, what's, what's what's your experience with gefilte? Okay, so you see them using the stuff in the jars, which is not acceptable for human consumption. I don't know what it's made out of, uh, but people should not eat that. I advise against it heavily. I will say, however, that I have had fresh, handmade gefilte fish. It's like these people went out and sought out whitefish and bought it and managed to do whatever it takes to turn. To make it gefilte. Make it into They gefilteized it. Gefilteized it. They biscuited it in it. And it was it was exceptional. So see, seek out actual really good. fresh gefilte fish if you right. want you want a good surprise for yourself. And if it's tis the season, Hard you know. Hard to find, though. I, I, the person I had it from had been making it for a long time. I, I honestly don't even know anybody who made it. I didn't even know that what I was being served was the real deal. I went, <laughs> I don't want any gefilte fish. And then my buddy says, my mom made it. And I went... What? You can you can make that. It's not just manufactured. Right. It doesn't just come born in the in the bottles and in, in the just, jars. I thought it was like a fish leaving, like a very large fish turd that I somehow like scooped up, and it was. But no, <laughs> it would taste like that. It. it would taste like that, right. wouldn't it? Um, they decide they're gonna make. They're trying to make a Jewish family dinner. Epic. Uh, they get a Lachayim on three. They, uh, one of my favorite jokes in the show was, uh, what does gefilte mean in English? Are you sure this is? <laughs> and it's not. It's not nope, fish. Not it's close. not fish. They try to make a, a huge matzo ball. And what's the only way that you can combine two large pieces of matzo dough? What you do is you get matzo and you, you make it into a ball. You make two balls and then you put it in the hands of two people at opposite ends of the room. And then you get them to run together as fast as you can. And that's how you make a giant matzo ball. And it worked. And it's it, fusion. It, that's science. Fusion. Just ha. like if you get two people to do the same thing, they will become one person. And presumably with uh, pointy hair and beautiful earrings. Yes. Yes. Um, we <laughs> we find out that... Was that a Dragon Ball Z reference? Yes, it Dang was. Dang right it was. Right. Uh, so good. Uh, this will be the first Amir to make a matzo ball. 
Which, which is good. Which is a reasonable. We're making progress, people, with food. We're everybody, reuniting. This is everybody progress. comes together over food. This is how this is how the world works. You mm-hmm. break bread with somebody, they are your brother. That is how it works. Whether it's full or flat, it's still good. Yep. <laughs> they've got a giant fryer with, and they ju- they just put it the matzo ball in like a like a cheese sheet. Or just a regular sheet. I don't think cheesecloth is strong enough no, to hold No, it's very it. weak. This thing had weight to it. It was solid, and it soaked up all of the moisture. So they had to like get something, almost a crane, to come and hoist a damn thing around. Or three people. Three people. Either way. That's, that's heavy. That's a lot. They, they, <laughs> this is another one of my favorite jokes. Lower it. Lower it. Gentle. <laughs> gentile? Su- super gentile. <laughs> super gentile. <laughs> Uh, so we start to see a little bit of the placement. It's, it's super small, but all it is, is just a, a bucket of coleslaw just on this giant, like, green field. And we're like, what the hell is going on? So we, we got a beautiful setup, a wonderful long table with, with nice cutlery and porcelain plates, and it's a, it's a nice dinner. You gotta make it nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. You've been, you haven't eaten anything in 25 hours. Enjoy yourselves. Have a nice, uh, nice dinner, nice meal. Harley starts ramping everything up, and it's ever, they're just, they're getting a- antsy, cause like, Okay, we don't know what you were doing for the past day, but we haven't eaten in 25 hours. So if you could please just raise the curtain. They drop the curtain, which is probably an easier way to do it instead of having to go all the way up to the rafters. Uh, And they drop it, and they see a giant sign, Hollowood, made out of food. Yeah. And, And... it's it's mostly like sandwiches and just like bread framing with uh like what what was all in it? They had one with locks in it, one with liver in it, eggs, bagels, a kiddie pool with the matzo ball soup in it. That I mean, never I, have I ever seen anything that's creative. Honestly, that was that was a level of creativity that was just. That's the thing with these guys. You never expect where they're going to go with this stuff. With no. how do you how do you make a Jewish meal epic? Like th- this is they did that. They put a little bit of bacon into the matzo ball soup, but that, <laughs> just but, to trick everybody. But like one of his aunts <laughs> was just like ah, <laughs> like, the fat aunt was like yeah. <laughs> Bless her heart, yeah. and but I, and it's like, hey, you you just got off of the off of the fast. You can you can break kosher for just don't just, just this will be, be your the first, first thing, thing you got you atone for exactly. Year. Come on, uh, everybody has a wonderful time, a, a wonderful dinner, and we at the end of the dinner we conclude the show with uh, an amirzvah. Because Amir never, he would, uh, he would go to bar mitzvahs or see people with bar mitzvahs and always just be like, I wanted to be the guy in the chair. I just want like the throwing him up in the chair. And so we got, everybody brought him over to a chair. They got all of the stronger gentlemen of the party and started, and started throwing him up and down in the chair. All of the gentlemen of the party. Because Amir is not in any way a small guy. No. It took everybody. uh, Grandpa wasn't uh, there. Grandpa was not there. No, though. Grandpa no, no, no. needs to sit down. Yeah, he's he, he's earned it. Yeah, um, we've got Harley saying for years his parents have gone through the notion, uh, gone through life not knowing or not understanding what he does, and now firsthand making them a meal. I have confirmed that my parents have no idea what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, it's fair. 
It's really fair. Harley is a Harley is a modern Renaissance man. He's got the beard, uh, a beard of Da Vinci. He does, but I I think his appetites are more geared toward food than toward other Dude, things. They built a coliseum out of food, and then fashion out of food. That's they're true. breaking a lot of stuff here by just going for it. They're they're doing things that nobody thought were possible, or rather, that people did think were possible. But weren't able to actually do. Or comprehend. Right. I like, mean, you, you can, to, to imagine it is not to do it. To do it takes takes real guts. To take, It takes ingenuity yeah. to actually make something real. You can have an idea. Anybody can have an idea. But to create it is totally different and so much more difficult. And uh, I think really garners a level of respect. All yeah, hail Morenstein. All hail Morenstein. Solid episode. It just, without the B-plot, it super just flew by. Like, 100%, the episode, by the time they got to the reveal, I was like, holy crap, the episode's over. Right. That seemed so strange, but it it worked. It really, I think it streamlined it. Mm -hmm. Like, before, it would be like, all right, stop, and then something else, and then stop, and then continue over here. It was kind of like with with when Mythbusters used to, like, the show format of, here's something awesome is going to happen. You know what? Let's go to the B team for, like, three segments, and then we'll come back to the thing you want to see. Whereas opposed to this, it was just all the way through. You still got the starting off with the epic meal, and then it and then you just went right to the finish, which was cool. But that's the difference between, let's say, Mythbusters and this. Mythbusters has got an hour's worth time slot. This is only 22 minutes. You don't need the B-plot for something that's this short and, let's say, dense. The other shows were incredibly dense, hard, almost hard to follow because of all the action and everything that was going around. It being streamlined like this makes it a little bit easier to digest, let's say. Yeah. Unintended, basically. No, that was real good. Yeah. That was a good one. I'll give you, I'll give you that one. Thank you. But the, our next episode... Again, was a flip the script, different type of episode. We find out after the uh, the Tex Mex lasagna, which is what we start episode eight, Fabianese with. Would, uh, I would, I would eat the hell out of this. So I mean, it, it, it essentially sounds. It, it's exactly what it sounds: bottom layer burritos, cheese and taquitos in the middle, then another layer of burritos, and then just a whole bunch of like nachos and, jalapeno and cheese, bacon. jalapeno bacon. Yeah. They just they it, it's like they probably put it into a food uh, yeah food processor and then just rubbed it on like they do with most of their other um, bacon creations. And like I I mean I would yeah, have a bite of this in a heartbeat because like that. when they when they cut it open or when when they were uh, serving people it was essentially just a burrito with two other mexican dishes on top of it so it's like it was an entire meal it wasn't super like this one wasn't like super carby. This one seemed like something that you could probably order at a Mexican restaurant down the street, right? Or you could assemble it yourself. This is kind of like the you kind of could. This is the DIY epic meal. It was it was really cool. You could handle it, as it were. That's for you, epic mealtime fans. <laughs> but as uh, as they're enjoying it, as they're enjoying the, I just I, I now I want a burrito. Tex-Mex lasagna. Can, I mean. We live, this is, this is Los Angeles. We There's should Mexican go. food everywhere. We can make this happen for us. Dude, we could, we could probably make it back before NXT. But, um, we, uh, Josh, while he was out and about, uh, got confronted by Fabio Viviani, who was a former competitor on Top Chef, uh, challenging EMT 
saying, I bet I could make an, uh, an epic meal better than you. Throwing the gauntlet down. He's a, he's a very confident man, this Fabio. He's, I mean, he's Italian. All Italian men have a, have a level of charisma that really is, is something to behold. I mean, this this guy he runs his own kitchen. He's been kicked off Top Chef twice. <laughs> but so, he was popular enough to make it back on right, for another season. That's, that's sort of the magic of it. Not only did he get kicked off once, which is enough for any person, the man came back. <laughs> yeah, the man came back to try to, to get some sort of a win at all. Just like, I'll, I'll try I don't to... Even I'll, know, I don't even know if he cares about winning. He's just like, I'm, I'm, I know I am better than this, and I will come back because I have faith in myself. Mm-hmm. He is so charismatic, he does not care about your opinion of him. His opinion of him is far superior to yours. No, I agree with that. Yep. His his opinion of himself is far better than just you as a person. Right. He doesn't have to listen to you. He knows how great he is. Harley comes into the to the cafe to meet Fabio and he summons wine right away and it appears he has total control of his kitchen as as you can see as and he should. and they make an agreement to switch members of their team. So, oh, but what they make, man. Oh, no. they make the pen the pen the shrimp. Oh, that's right. I skipped the over that. They made a a, the a blue cheese stuffed shrimp wrapped in pancetta, and and it, yeah, no, you were going crazy over that. <gasps> I'm not a big blue cheese fan. I would take a huge oh. bite of that. I would. I would give it a shot because all of that probably is very good together. That's like like oh my god. But <laughs> so rich. Harley just was like, I see what you're trying to do. It's not me. <laughs> This isn't me. Um, they they decide to trade chefs. Uh, Fabio sends his sous chef, his right hand man, to the epic team, and the epic meal team sends over Dave. So essentially, they're not missing anything, and they're kind of giving Fabio a bit of a of a disadvantage by sending Dave over. At least that's what everybody says. Right. Dave has a lot more to offer than. Than initially thought. Well, I mean, they they were definitely putting putting Dave down. They did not think that uh, he was going to really deliver anything, any sort of positive influence for Fabio. So they thought, well, we're safe. This challenge is definitely in our hands. So another part of the agreement is the actual meal itself. Fabio says, "I want you to make my roasted chicken recipe that came down from his mother or his grandmother, grandmother. from his grandmother," and. Harley told him to make the meatball Death Star. That is an early Epic Mealtime episode, and it's still one of my favorites. It's entirely, it's, it's essentially an inside out bowl of pasta with a giant meatball, and, and it's filled with, uh, ravioli and pasta and, and all sorts of it's, just. It's kind of like a meatloaf with oh, pasta on in the inside. Yeah, it is. And, uh, that's, that's uh, one yeah. where I watched it and went, I want to make that. Like, yeah. that's even, you can even do it on a smaller scale, but no, you got to go big, go. cut it with a chainsaw, a fresh one, not a used one. Don't ask me how I know that. But they go back to the, uh, the planning stages and, uh, they they decide they they figure out how they try to make everything epic. We see the the epic mealtime grid. How can we do uh, a pizza with Nutella on it, or a burger with Nutella on it, or Nutella Nutella? That I, you know what I'm definitely behind the Nutella Nutella. You just that's all you need, really. Just super rich hazelnut. Just of the spoon. That's all you need. Just like a big like a soup tureen filled with Nutella. What if the spoon? Yep. Was a hard pressing. Of dried Nutella, so it was Nutella formed into a spoon, 
put in and baked so that it was hard so that the spoon was Nutella. I don't even know if that's possible. I'll make it happen. It'll have to be, like, really dehydrated. I'm making your dreams come true. Nutella spoons. Nutella spoons. It'll happen. I, uh, dude, the flipping everybody's obsession with hazelnut cream, that I'd be surprised if that hasn't happened yet. To stir coffee with or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll oh, be a thing. Oh, yeah, that'll be smart. That'll be a thing. Um, <laughs> so they decide that it, it's it's time to unleash something that they've had planned for years, something that they never thought that they would have to unleash upon the world, and that's Operation Plan B. And no one will say what it is. Natalie, Natalie keeps asking, is confused what is it? What is it? and kind of scared. scared. Yes, she's frightened. What is Operation Plan B? What are you idiots doing? But we, uh, as as the questions continue, uh, Dave arrives at uh, at Fabio's place, and he's kind of a consultant for how to make him do how, how to how to how to make him do how to do uh, this in an epic way and maintain the epic way in which it was made. Um, but he's ha- so he starts to put him to work. You know, cut the onions, cut the peppers, start grating some cheese. And the man can't do one damn thing right. I disagree. Their their uh, kitchens like speed is not professional chef. Like I need to get this played out in five ten minutes. Uh, quality. You right. know, he can cut. Like I'm sure over the years he's picked up how to cut things. Like that's not that's. He wasn't just with the camera the whole time, a knife and a fork, eating stuff because he's cousin Dave. No, I, I I legitimately think that this was this was playing it up for the camera. This was also Fabio just trying to trying to bust him up a little bit, probably. And and while Dave is is going through all of this, everybody's making fun of Dave to his face, essentially about how Fabio's essentially toast because he's got Dave on his team. Um, go go get me some water, uh, Chef. Where do you keep your water? In the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. So Jonathan arrives at the Epic Meal Kitchen, and uh, he's D- Dave 2.0. They f- they feel like they got a ringer. They keep making fun of Dave, um, and and they they they're trying to talk about what they can just. It's, they're essentially making regular roasted chicken. And, there, and there's nothing really too... It's subtle. Yeah. Roasted chicken's a very subtle dish. You can't go, you know, too heavy on the seasoning. It's it's very... It's a subtle art, as a chicken can be, especially a roasted one like that. Not Definitely not in their wheelhouse. No. Um, the so... Mo- this is, that's the challenge. That's part of the problem with this challenge for them, is they can't figure out how to create something epic that is so... Um, not even bland, but just subtle. Ba- basic... Um, not, I mean, you can, there's a way that you can make, I've, I mean, I had roasted chicken over the weekend that was beyond just, just mind blowing, Of course, but, but it's when you hear roasted chicken, you go, do you have, is there anything else? <laughs> like it's, it's very, it's, it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. Right. You know exactly what you're getting. You know what it's going to be. I mean, you, it's going to be think, good. You think you know what right. you're getting. Cause it's always, hopefully it's a little bit better than you expect. Uh, because it's chi- it's chicken. It's uh, it, it, will, it can always be good unless you really mess it up. Don't right. mess up chicken. No. Uh, we shoot back to Fabio's kitchen and Dave's starting to fit in. He asks, uh, Chef, what are your feelings on cilantro? I hate cilantro. You know what? Maybe you're not too bad of a guy after all. <laughs> they start connecting. Finally, something. <laughs> and, and it seems like they might actually start to... to 
you know, connect. They're they're having a good time. Maybe Dave isn't as useless as I initially thought. It's 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 a little thing. He, they needed one small thing to sort of make a connection, and after that, things started to go a little bit more smoothly. Yeah, smoothly. smoothly. Uh, he ends up giving him uh, one of his uh, aprons from from the restaurant as sort of like a show of goodwill. Thank you for helping today. Is a real. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it was like an olive branch. That's a, a hell of an olive branch, mm-hmm. and a tip of the hat to Dave. And as we get back to the Epic Mealtime Kitchen, they initiate Operation Plan B. And we still don't know what Operation Plan B is. But they're all very but serious everybody's about excited. It. Natalie's freaking out. Jonathan is beyond just like, what's going on? And they cut to the judging. And it's lit like Top Chef. And they've got four people waiting to taste everything. Excuse- wow, that was gross. Uh, excuse me. They reveal... Fabio's meatball, and it's small. It's really small. Was like, it small, smaller yeah. than you expected it to be? It was probably about, um, it seemed more like a meat pie with with the pasta in it, so it's probably as a way to kind of keep all of the tastes in and together. He used a lot more vegetables than the Epic Mealtime guys <laughs> did. He essentially made a whole Italian dinner stuffed in a giant meatball, which which is admirable. That's something that you might actually find at a at a bigger restaurant, maybe something to share with, with the family. Right. And his although his his meatball was smaller because he's only got to feed four people this yeah. time. This is not a catering event. There are not multiple people to feed. There are four judges that you have to impress. So taste above size more than anything else. Yeah, you've got to make sure that you hit all of the right notes. They were judging for a lot of different things. They were. But we finally see what Operation Plan B was. And it was throw everything in a blender and we'll do what we can with it. So we get, we, we get, we've got Fabionese, which is just a spread made from the roasted chicken and all of the sides. On, and a, the, on a baguette. On which, a on baguette. Which actually, I'll admit, Fabionese on its own looks really gross. Like, totally. Uh, I don't even like chicken I paste. I don't like mayonnaise. And this was like, this was like meat mayonnaise. So, the, I mean, the name didn't do it any favors either. No, no. We also got uh, the, the Fabsicle, no. uh, which was literally just frozen Fabianese no. <laughs> with just a whole, they put water in it, uh. as opposed to like maybe chicken stock, which possibly would have done, done a little broth or something, but they just did water. Uh. Um, and then uh, Fabiorios. Which was that cooked into put into cookies, and one of the judges suggested, "Why don't you get two cookies and put some more in the middle?" But judges hated it. It was it was basically inedible. They were gagging. (laughs) It was so gross. It was too gross. Uh, Nobody liked it. But then we got to we got to the points. We got to the judging, and this is where everything. It came down to this. This is what. This is what everything was leading to this. And we'll reveal that when we get back from this commercial. Like no, it was it was making fun of reality cooking shows at at their worst and best. Like they do a great job of that on this show. They take all the reality sort of pitfalls and just poke fun at them. That that's what you want. Right. And and hopefully this doesn't start like a new genre uh, like 
of alt stuff because that's what these guys are. These guys right. are supposed to be the the change, the difference, and and it's it's going to be enjoyable no matter what. What was uh, what was the points, Hobo? I know you so, wrote them down. For for uh, the three categories, judging on taste, uh, Fabio received thirty one points, and the Epic Meal uh, team received eight points. Not bad. Not bad. Not, I mean, that's huge, out of four judges, huge margin. That's two points from every judge. Right. I mean, that's not bad. That means it's better than nothing. But com- this has taste compared to the thirty-one that Fabio had. You know what? You're right. I'll give you that. But eight, eight is respectable. And and let's see the plating. Uh, Fabio received sixteen points. The epic team received seven points. And that well worth a high five. Well, that was one of my favorite things. Is like, Har- they're way behind at this point. I just loved Harley. If this is just like, dog, we got a seven, and just totally in on just like, dog, just everybody, bring it in. We did it. So the final category, epicness. This is arguably no, the most important. This arguably, is Epic Meal Empire. especially on this show, yeah. epicness is quite high. So Fabio receives a category of epicness. 50,047 points. That's a solid number. That's a... Solid. That's pretty solid. That's ridiculous. Wow. Dude, 31, 16, 50,000. That's... I mean, you I mean, you could say that he's looking good at this point. I mean, he's arguably sitting in the catbird seat. Possibly. He's probably got it all sewn up. Maybe. 50,000 points? Maybe. But then... Of course, the judges reveal that in the category of epicness, the epic team, aptly named, received 75,027 points. Making them the victor. See, points don't matter. It's the whose line of it any, whose line is it anyway of cooking shows. Right. So they, they give Fabio a little bit of a try and he actually likes it, which I hope is just for the camera. And fa- like I, Fabio. I, like on bread, I'm sure it's good. It's but probably a little bit better. Don't put it on anything else. If you just, just go, just. It's tube liquid it. chicken. It's for people with no teeth. It's like that. Well, no, I have teeth. They're, they're they, just terrible. I've got rot. I got root rot on my teeth. So you just, you just, I mean, it could be a little bit softer, but, right. but not. I can still eat solids, damn it. All right, fine. I'm gonna, oh, oh. There you go. You don't want a uh, chicken in a can? No. Nope, not no, for you. No Vienna sausages, no chicken in a can, or a jar, or <laughs> we were talking, liquid meat. Ugh. We were talking about this during the show, how it, it seemed to be that Fabio understood this brand. Yeah. And it, it, it was very apparent throughout the whole thing. One of the judges uh, said um, that his, uh, the, the, the pasta, like, was it? Was it supposed to be overcooked? Like the whole thing's <laughs> the whole thing is it's cooked over, pasta in a meatball. It's like, but it's in a damn meatball. <laughs> it's a little overcooked. And then he said, "No s word." <laughs> Family show, and and it was just very much like this guy. Get, this guy gets it. He's here. The whole process of him and Dave um, talking to Harley, summoning people and and shirts and just like aprons magic. And, he puts his hand up, says a word, and receives it instantaneously. It's, it's, par- it's beautiful. He's got it. The guy's got he man. If they needed any know. sort of credibility, right? If they needed it, which they don't, they, they mean, have their own. They've earned their own credibility. But but having this guy on here, and I give I give Fabio a ton of credit for this. Not only is the man like an actual literal great cook. Fantastic cook himself and chef and yada yada, but he has a sense of humor. And that 
is a rare thing to find. A guy who has an ego and is good as good at his job but still has a sense of humor. Well, after going through all the rigmarole, him, after going through all the rigmarole of a reality show, like you're you're done. You're <laughs> so done, beyond done. So you're like, all right, yeah. I'm only doing TV if it's if it's like this now. I've been there. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, have. I, I forgot that I've been on reality TV. Yes, you have. I Should we tell people where to find it? Sure. Or no? Why not? With Rhett and Link Commercial Kings. Rhett and Link Commercial Kings on IFC. They did an episode where they were making a commercial for the wrestling school that Brandon attended. They make me a pro wrestler, pro, pro wrestling school. school. And uh, I came in at the very end to record the actual wrestling show yeah. that where they revealed the commercial with Rhett and Link I there. I think you actually made it out of the show. Maybe a yeah, I'm in the background. Bit. You'll yeah. see uh, you see a weird dude with a Gallagher, hat, a Gallagher shirt and a backwards hat laughing just constantly. Yeah. But uh, the Epic Meal Empire continues to change and evolve and not fall into the tropes that they you feel like they might. You you get a different type of epic meal that they have like for breakfast to open the show with and that keep, that keeps the intro interesting because it's it, while it is the same intro, it's not because they make something different every time. And then the gimmick of the whole rest of the episode is just it keeps growing, keeps improving, and we're super excited that they have a season two. But before we get even get to season two, we're going to watch the rest of this show. So we got a lot to get through. <laughs> as a reminder, we are now every other Thursday. So this Thursday, Epic Meal Empire. Next Thursday on this time slot is Ruby. And then the Thursday after that is Epic Meal Empire again. So if you're a fan of Epic Meal Empire or Ruby, stay tuned on, on AfterBuzz TV at 7 p.m. But um, for now, Hobo, where can the folks find you on the internet? I am on the Twitter at TrueHobo and ProWrestlingTees.com slash Hobos where you can pick up yourself a swanky t-shirt. And the swanky t-shirts they are. I like that shirt you're wearing there. Well, Is that you. available? Uh, it, well, it might be. Oh. It might be. Oh, teasing. Keep, I'm a fan keep, of it. Keep, keep an eye out. All right. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at SoapboxMark, and you can find us on Facebook at SoapboxCarTV, and us on YouTube at SoapboxCarTV, where you can how, find yeah, out... How's, how's that doing, buddy? It, I'm trying to keep it still. You can find out how I messed up my Boy, hand. Street um, Fighter. Yeah, man, go, yeah. On, go watch our episode with where we played Street Fighter, and I, uh, I got a little bit overzealous. A um, little bit. Now I have to be stuck in this. But you can follow all of us here uh, at AfterBuzzTV on Twitter. You can rate us on iTunes. You can like us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Leave comments, because we're in the comments answering to them and you can find us on nxt every thursday which will be right after this we don't even have to leave this room no we're gonna we're gonna stay seated so thank you for joining us this week on the epic meal empire after buzz we will see you next time bye from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire after buzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the after buzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.